happy day to you, and welcome back to the Noggin Notes podcast. I just love that music, don't you? I mean, I, I, the, the intro music we picked was uh, was really good. It's smart and, and upbeat and fun, and I, I just I, I really enjoy it. So I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. I guess if you keep downloading them, you, you must be enjoying them. My name is Jake Wiskirchen. I'm your host, and last week I admitted that I made a mistake, and that was our segue into talking about shame and guilt, and hopefully... Over as I choke uh, into the open microphone, I hope that uh, over the course of the last week you found it in your heart to forgive me, and uh, we can we can move on now. So the mistake that I made was that I I incorrectly labeled uh, our sadness episode as episode six, and it was really episode five. So that means that last week's was episode six, and this one is episode seven. And I'm proud to be with you, and I'm proud to be representing my company Zephyr Wellness as the sponsor of this podcast. And I'm really, really proud to be representing Noggin Notes as a whole. I think that the application Noggin Notes for your phone or tablet is wonderful for tracking your own moods and thoughts and uh, making a little diary of sorts that's completely confidential and, and only you have access to your notes. And uh, I think as, as you start to engage in that app, you'll see that you have trends of things in your life that maybe contribute to your moods and that the whole idea is to help you gain control over what you feel and and uh and when you feel it and how long and and uh, acknowledge life for all that life has to offer and embrace it fully and and move forward and not get stuck in a place that you don't want to be stuck in so check out the noggin notes app if you haven't already if you happen to be listening to this on some other medium then uh, definitely look at the app and if you're on the app then thanks keep using it this is episode 7, and we're going to continue our two-part series on shame and guilt by endeavoring a little bit further into the treadmill of shame and guilt that I alluded to last episode. Now, what I mean by this is, if we go briefly review what the function of shame is, shame tells us that we fail to meet somebody's expectations, and then guilt tells us to go make it right. So, this all is predicated upon the person who we've offended actually forgiving us and us handing over enough power to that person to to say that their opinion matters so if we take the example of the the uh, person who stepped on the back of my shoe as I walked out of the room and uh, I you know I turn around and I said hey you stepped on my shoe and then the, the, that person says oh I'm sorry Jake I may not actually extend forgiveness I may say you know what sorry isn't enough I think I need you to buy me a coke now I've triggered a, a, a deed-based performance-based shame in that person that then leads to a guilt that says the only way to reconcile that is to buy Jake a Coke. Well, as long as they buy me the Coke and I forgive them, we can move amicably forward. They have, as such, they've repaired the, the damage that they've done. Now, what if that person likes me so much that they do even more than just buy me a Coke. Maybe I say, you know what, uh, Coke isn't good enough, I'd like a beer. And maybe then I say, and you know what, actually I'd like a slice of pizza too. I don't know why these podcasts I keep referencing soda and pizza, but I do. So I always seem to record them around lunchtime, that's probably why. Anyway, that rabbit trail aside, if that person doesn't have good self-worth, if they don't have enough self-efficacy or self-esteem to stand up and square off with me and say, you know what, Jake, all I did was accidentally step on the back of your shoe. I don't know why I need to keep buying you things to get back into your good graces. If that person isn't able to say that, I could keep them in a perpetual loop, a treadmill, if you will, 
And I know that families do this sometimes with each other where parents are expressing disappointment in a child's behavior or their failure to succeed in some measurement or whatever. And I know that big religions tend to do this too. Uh, the, uh, one of the, the criticisms of big religion is that they say to their followers, you can't access God except through the methods and the structure and the rituals and the modalities that we tell you to. Well, that creates a, a perpetual cycle of guilt and shame. If uh, if we believe that we're fallen people and uh, fall short of the grace of God, then uh, only deeds will align us with God, then we can never actually get there because in order to get there, we would be on equivalent par with God. Thus, we are kept in a constant cycle of shame and guilt, shame and guilt, shame and guilt, and no level of deeds or performance will ever make it up. We can do this with our friends. We can do this at our jobs. We can do this at you know with family members, and if we're not aware of the purpose and the function of the shame-guilt relationship and the adaptive functions that they serve in our brains, then we can unconsciously fall into a pattern of, of subservience to somebody who we're always trying to impress, and yet the target keeps moving. This is why I opened the very first podcast with the concept of trust being very binary. Trust, along with many other constructs, such as forgiveness, fall into a very black or white category. Either I forgive the person for stepping on my shoe, or I don't. But either way, it's entirely up to me, and I'm doing the forgiving. No amount of performance that that person, that, you know, the shoe stepper does, can ever actually, quote-unquote, earn my forgiveness. I have to give it. So if they don't think that I'm worth continually apologizing to, they can just walk away and say, you know what, Jake, our relationship isn't worth me subjugating myself to you and constantly buying you soda and pizza just to try to get right for stepping on the back of your shoe. That leaves me a very lonely person who has to go reconsider his his decision making and how he's going to incorporate people into his life. Meanwhile, the person who stepped on the back of my shoe hopefully can walk away at peace saying, man, that Jake's really unreasonable. All I did was step on his shoe and he just never let me, you know, get off the hook. So as we consider shame and guilt, in our own lives, we want to consider also where it manifests in situations that it doesn't let us out of this trap of constantly being ashamed that we did something and then the guilt not being able to let us fix it. Hopefully that you're, you're, you're listening to this and realizing that there are areas in your life where maybe you've required some deed-based performances from people in order to get them right with you, and that it's not necessary. I would always advocate to my clients and to my friends and family that I think love, just for the sake of love, extending it, compassion, um, forgiveness, grace, I think all those things are, are what make the world go round, and I think it helps us join together as humans one to the next in our communities. We don't have to keep dangling things in front of people and saying, nope, not good enough, nope, not good enough, nope, keep trying. Because at some point, I would, I would expect the person who's chasing that moving target to say, you know what, this isn't worth it. I'm not healthy because I'm handing over too much power to you. And we'll go over power and control in another podcast. But for now, I just want you to conceptualize it as, as being shame and guilt. Shame meaning you failed to meet somebody's expectations, causing sadness. And guilt meaning that you need to go rectify it. And we hope that the target is clear and that the standard is, is well articulated so that we're not in a, a, a cycle of shame and guilt out of a nebulous target. So, you know, if a person maybe in your life says, you know what, you just keep disappointing me, but they won't tell you why, so therefore you can't fix it. 
I would hope that maybe we could uh, analyze those as not being very healthy relationships and get out of them. We would love for you to write into the show. You can go to info at nogginnotes.com or info at zephyrwellness.org and send in your questions, your comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to compile those things in, uh, in, a future, in future podcasts and do listener mail because uh, that's, that's fun. It makes it more, much more interactive. You can tweet at us, uh, Zephyr Wellness. Uh, we've got at Zephyr underscore wellness, and we've got at the Noggin Notes. And you can also go like us on Facebook. We would appreciate that as well. And Noggin Notes is also on Instagram, so you can follow us there as well. And then finally, Zephyr Wellness has a YouTube channel if you want to see my face talking to you, with a, usually with a whiteboard in the background. I'll be diagramming something. That would be cool, too. You can learn more that way. In the meantime, just a reminder that this is not a substitute for professional psychotherapy. Uh, we do invite you to go check out some websites if you want some, uh, some actual professional psychotherapy. Psychologytoday.com. AAMFT.org and the Therapist Locator are good places to start. You can also go to sane.org.uk or mind.org.uk. Please continue to follow us. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps to drive listenership, and obviously more people listening means a healthier public, and we all want that. So on behalf of Noggin Notes and Zephyr Wellness, I thank you for listening. It's, uh, it's always an honor to, to be able to talk here and, and share some thoughts and help enrich and educate your noggin on matters of mental wellness. I wish you great mental wellness and a great week. Until next time, I'm Jake Wiskirchen. Bye-bye.